You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? All right, welcome back to another episode of the Broadcast Geeks. I keep count. Jeff always asks for those of you who keep count. I keep count. It's episode 221. I am one of your hosts, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. And with us tonight, the the dictator himself. Please say your own name. Uh, my own name is Jay Gillespie, host of Cougar Nights, Trinidad, Colorado's most important nightly news and entertainment variety program, bar none. <laughs> I think that sums up your presence in Trinidad. Yeah, my my work here is done. Y'all have a great episode. Uh, if you ever need me on again, just give me a call. But uh, I kind of feel like I peaked out on this podcast, and that's as good as I can do, so I'm going to get out of here. Well, you brought up outside before we started recording that we should just talk about commentary from directors in movies because we were talking about Lord of the Rings. I've introduced Lord of the Rings to my family and it is going over real well. Kids being eight and ten. Yes, I know those children. And that Lord of the Rings commentary on that uh, on that extended cut is one of the best commentaries. What it comes down to in commentaries is passion. And at that and at that point, Peter Jackson was as passionate about creating that universe as anyone has ever been about anything and that comes through in the commentary it's the same thing kevin smith also does tremendous commentaries yes. same reason he loves himself he loves the art he makes he loves his movie he loves the people in him yes and he's perfectly willing to be like open and let you into that world uh, to the point you had mentioned that peter jackson does commentaries in other movies so does kevin smith they brought yeah. him in to do the roadhouse commentary uh with his writing partner scott something scott Mosier. Yeah. yeah and so like those he are was, great was he snowball um yes he in, was in close uh now how do you watch commentaries matt Horan? Oh, man. So I, I have, but I haven't in years because I don't watch a lot. Sure. And when I am watching, I'm trying to watch new. This is like a huge problem for me. I try to watch new content. I just don't have that kind of time. I think for me, it fell out in my life when I quit using DVD. Sure. as my primary format because uh, when you're watching things it's true, on your phone or whatever. Well, no, even through Netflix and stuff, uh, like they don't include that sort of stuff. And so we're Unless having this, it's a really big, like the he no, that's thing, a they've great got a behind point. the scenes, or Loki, they give up a behind the scenes thing, but there's not the commentary track that you can throw on the third time you've watched the movie that oh. weekend. So and we should. We should watch the commentary. And the thing with commentaries that I love is most of the time, it is a live microphone on celebrities for about two hours straight. And so in certain commentaries, these people kind of lose track of the fact that they are being recorded. The things get really weird and not like we're talking about good director commentaries right now yeah. where the directors give you insights. That's one type of commentary. Another type of commentary is like the commentary track on the film Blue Crush. Are you familiar with that movie? Yes. Uh, the is that a surfing movie? Yes. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen it. 
uh, I've only seen it with the commentary track because I'll, 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 that's, I'll do that with movies I don't care about. And so in that it's commentary track, the movie stars like four young women. I don't know, late teens, early 20s. Michelle Rodriguez. Sure. Yeah. As a, it's as like a, actors, the actresses that were also kind of action-y. I've always liked her. Yes, and they all have a fun vibe. But what it's just three or four 21-year-olds getting back together for the first time since they filmed the movie. Um, and then they sit in a room and they're watching the movie. At a certain point, you're just listening to these people interact. And it gives you such a weird insight into who these people are are yeah. because of a, it's like a, 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 a live mic on certain on some celebrities it's really fun I wonder if Sam Raimi does commentary for like Evil Dead I don't know because I don't like the Evil Dead movies so I've never oh really them or not a horror fan either uh, I don't mind horror I don't like um, what's that type of what's that genre called the Evil Dead schlocky schlocky I no, guess no 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 like, Evil Dead was, was trying schlocky. to be a horror movie Evil but Dead failed. was a horror movie yeah. did not fail I know I no, but it's like, uh, but then it created like the second one. Right. Well, how do you describe that second so, one? Evil Dead Two was campy. Campy. Yeah, I don't like that, and I also don't like like Mel Brooks movies. Oh. And so like those uh, two so types you don't like, of uh, um, kitsch. No, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, kitsch is it. Kitsch is a good word yeah. for it. But some some kids and, and campy and all that are, are appropriate words. Yeah. And 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 somehow my mind equates both of those, and I'm like, no, uh, no, thank you. And so I, I haven't love, seen the commentary. Sure, I think a lot of people do. Oh, could be a Jewish thing. I don't know. There are certain things that you grow up like expecting. So, Yo, you hear me? Hey. Yeah, we're being Jeff joined right. by Jeff. Yo, yo. Excellent. Right. We're talking about movie commentaries. Do you watch movies? I'm so I'm so blind, man. Uh, do I watch movies? With like, commentary. Uh, you know, I was just playing a video game with commentary. Okay. Tell uh, us. Red Dead. Um, I just turned it off as like I needed it at the beginning to like kind of like kind of get me through. And then I was just like, turn it off. I don't want to see it anymore. Because it kept making me want to look at my controller and see like, oh, is it telling me to like do this or this? I'm like, oh, I can understand what this dude with the chew in is saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, let's just go and do it. I'm good. We're good. We're recording. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. So just phase into being a part of it. All right. What do you, keep going, you guys. I'll just I'll just casually drop in. Going where you are. I'm Jeff Albright, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Jake, do you watch movies with commentary? I used to, but like like we were saying, I I really it fell apart when I quit buying DVDs. What kind of commentary you like about? I like I like all of them because back back when we were buying DVDs to be entertained, and I didn't have like a computer hooked up to my TV, you'd buy a DVD and like maybe watch it three or four times that like first week of owning it. Yeah, it's true. Whereas now, I'll like crank out a new thing, and maybe I'll go back to it and give it a second watch. But it's usually not the next afternoon because it's easier than fucking finding something on TV. Interesting. And Holy shit. And and I don't like like I don't buy even Netflix shows I love or anything. I don't go buy them on DVD to get the commentary track. But that's that's what did it. Streaming did it. Yeah, streaming killed it. And I loved commentary tracks. And we're talking about it. Everything I'm referencing is eight years ago or right. more yeah I, you know i i love I, when i say i love commentary i love the ones on the dvds that i still have a spindle of all my dvds that i've been forced to keep because of commentaries yeah i've gotten rid of i own zero cds i own very few video games just like 20 nes games for classics tetris and techno that you need the controller on 
but zero CDs. But I had to keep my damn DVDs because commentary tracks do not exist in the digital age. Um, I mean, they still exist and that you could go buy more DVDs and get more. Yeah. But that's not how I consume media now. I've kept mine because also DVDs and movies have like weird rights problems. Like there's a handful oh, of the movies that haven't been re-released since VHS. Just not even re-upped. Yeah. No one will re-up the contract for distribution. And there's like giant swaths of shit that's just like lost to time. That's true. And that's my fear. People are like, oh, I don't need to own any music because I'll just uh, I listen to Spotify. And I'm like, absolutely not. I don't own any CDs, but I own multiple copies of hard drives full of music. I'm like, when the whole system goes down in those four weeks before I take a cyanide pill, uh, I'm going to be listening to the songs I want to hear, watching the TV shows I want to watch, and eating Campbell's Chunky Soup, and then bang, cyanide pill. I use an iPod Classic because it's got a huge hard drive and it's it's why yeah, that's that what's that movie that's that movie with Denzel Washington the, you know I think it's called Blade and it's it's the it's the, no. the Marvel Universe no, no. wrong guy Snipes, I know that's, that's <laughs> the that's the mind of humor I choose to to go in is the great mallow I'm trying to I'm trying to find a jumping point right now on so I'm sorry if I no, yeah no. that was the premise of the 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 Denzel Washington uh, end of the world movie. I, I don't I don't watch his movies. I actually don't like. Ah them. man, he's like a blind dude, and you don't know he's blind to the very I end. So dude. spoilers, Book but he 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 finds every, yeah the book of Eli. He finds every tech available to keep his fucking iPod Classic going because he's blind and wanders the oh, earth like Mad Max. Yeah, dude, and that's all he has. I, no, maybe I should watch it. It's about the Bible because that's how I feel. I I bought a, a new yeah, fuck the Bible. I know that was the worst twist. I liked that movie up until the last five minutes. Yeah. It's like Hancock. The, the twist ruined the movie. I touch now that's twice as big as the iPod Classic. Right. And I have that as the first device I've ever had that can hold music in the quantities and numbers that I want to listen to shuffle. Yeah. I have 24,000 songs on there right now, okay. all curated. Okay. And it's the best mix of music anyone's ever heard. Unless you don't like Bob Dylan. And then it's really going to drive you crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd probably blow your brains out. Yeah, every 10th <laughs> every one is going to be a Dylan track. It's worth it. I have, two, I have two iPod classics. Two 80 gigs that I keep in a drawer and I charge them every six months. And I don't put any music on them because I don't want to corrupt them until it's like essential to like put all the music on them that I need. But yeah, man, look at Eli. Keep your iPod classics. I I think it's the best piece of hardware that, and I, I argue this ever that Apple has ever created. Ever, dude. Yeah. It's the shit. The classic. The the what is it? Hundred how eighty gig? Is that how big the last one was? I had a one. I have a. I have a one hundred sixty. And I have a three twenty. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. And it's and it's purely music. Wait, wait, wait. I have one app on there. There's zero photos. There's no movies. It is purely to hold the music that I want to hear. It's fair. I have movies. And the one you have the three twenty is solid. You're talking a class, Jay. You're talking a classic like the Click Wheel okay, iPod it, Classic. The iPod Classic. They discontinued it at the size we're talking about so i had to move to an ipod touch uh with no internet connection that runs that was bigger than that but 320 gigs oh my god 
And Jesus it, Christ. It's a beautiful thing because I've never had, because I thought 120 was going to be big enough. And then I reached the end. And I was like, well, as long as no more songs are ever released, this could work. And people just kept releasing music. And I was <laughs> like, what? Am, and, and you're forced, you're backed into a corner. What are you supposed to do? So I really appreciate digital media because it is it, it allows itself to be stored in a size that's respectable. I, I went, wow, yeah. You know, some people fight it, and I agree. I enjoy listening to a vinyl record, but life does not give you a way to have a, a, a library full of 12-inch LPs. You know, I'm, I'm moving around. I'm doing things. I also want to hear Jimi Hendrix, followed by Billie Eilish, followed by unreleased, yeah, dude. you know, Bob Dylan, and then some metal. And, and then I want to hear Kids Bop version of Hey Ya by Outkast. Yeah, I, I was on. I was on the. I was on that audiophile cliff for a while, where I was just like, I need first pressings of everything. If I want to listen to it, then it was just like, dude, you know, our ears don't even. We've been to so many concerts, our ears are so blown out. Like you can't hear music like it's really even supposed to hear anyway. Even yeah. if you have all the best gear, so it's just like get the shit you like, put it somewhere you can make it accessible and enjoy it. Like don't be someone who's just like I don't know. I hate when everybody just got like CDs and then vinyl and then compressed music and it's just enjoy the tunes while you're alive. Any format you can get them into your ear hole, you know, and then the rest is golden, you know. A, a great song compressed is still gonna rock out. As much as it is on 120 yeah, dude. final, you know, uh, it, it, everything's going to be fine. If the emotion still comes out of you because you heard the song, then the song did its work. It's not about how you didn't hear that that second fiddle player on a Jethro Tull record who was the, you know, played four notes, but those four notes were so amazing. You might have missed it that one time. It's just like, uh, you know, like I missed it. But the song still fucking rocked. I had a Jethro Tull phase for a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to bring up Jethro Tull. I mean, unless you guys are talking horse and sword right now. Like, is Mitch not here? Is are we not here? We actually we we started talking because I introduced my daughters to the Lord of the Rings. Nice OG and, movies. Like, you just went to the straight. I went to the extended versions, and yeah, we're gonna watch twelve hours of Middle Earth, and it's great. <laughs> It is glorious. On summer, Dad. And it's it's going really well. Um, and, and I said to them, but I made it really clear to my wife that we probably won't watch the Hobbit movie right away. We might read the book first. Because they suck. They suck. We might read the book first or do the audio book and then possibly watch the movie. They need Did to I understand try how good of a story The Hobbit is. Uh, and the movie does not do it justice at all. The audio books are so good. Whereas the Lord of the Rings movies, I think, do a solid job representing the Lord of the Rings stories. They make a few changes, which make sense. Removing Tom Bombadil from the story was a necessity because it diminishes the, the intensity and how evil the ring is. If some dude can just put it on his finger and be like, oh, that's... Pretty. There you go. And it, and it does. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That kind of ties into Loki a little bit, right? Well, what you just said about when we, we, we talked about, about when he went into the TVA and he found all the time stones yes. just stuck in a drawer. Exactly. And they were so easily accessible and like, so it diminished the fact. So you're saying that that diminishes the 
strength or the power of that image, the imagery of that, that particular object. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's just like in Loki. You see Loki? Yes. When the, he finds all those gems in the drawer. Did he, did he take one? That's the question. No, I don't think he did in that moment, man. But I mean, he's fucking Loki, so. I don't know. Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah. Did you finish the show? I did finish the show. And what, what, what do you, what, yeah, what do you think of it? I enjoyed it, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a real wild ride through the multiverse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally, Jay. <laughs> Are you caught up on most things, Marvel? Everything but Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah, I'm caught up on. You should watch that. Well, you know, I should. Not, I, I get no. so tired of gun stuff, man. I, I was going to say, stuff. as someone who thinks Captain America is the weakest fucking area of the storytelling in the Marvel Universe... The implications of the, the show are going to be big for the next phases. Wow. What can you repeat? What can you wait? Can I, I'm sorry to interject. I'm kind of late here. Obviously, I'm always buzzed when I'm on the show, but Jake, rewind that a little bit. What did you just say again? Captain America is a shitty story. But I, I, I've never liked him in the comic book. No, I don't like but, him. I like Chris Evans' portrayal of him, but it's he's still the quarterback. It's still the weakest area of the storytelling. But I, is he I, not? I give a is fuck he, about Iron Man. I give a fuck about Thor. I just don't fucking care about Steve Rogers. Okay. So, but to me, like when they, the TVA showed the timeline, yeah. it almost feels like the timeline is Steve Rogers. Like his life as it was trajected is this. And then everything after him, which is kind of weird because it's a chicken and egg thing because there wouldn't be a C. Rogers if they were already pre-planning, you know, Hydra didn't exist. And But it just feels like everything spins off of Steve Rogers. I'm not a Captain America guy not from the comic books, you from the movies. Um, or, or the comics. No, it, it all, it all I just feel I just feel like the later movies flipped the timeline to make it. It felt like it was an Iron Man timeline where we started. We saw the movie in the theaters. Iron Man one. Mitch Jones would be like, you know, total Black Sabbath hands out. Excuse me, guys. I'm a little burpy. Uh, fuck. Yeah. Started with Iron Man. But to me and Marvel puts it in a way on their timeline. Now, when you go to the Disney Plus app. When you watch it chronologically, they make Captain America the beginning. Yeah, with that Star- is the beginning point. Yeah, with Stark already exists enough to give him powers and abilities and tech. No, well, his father, not yeah. Tony, but Aunt, um, Old, uh, Howard. Old yes, it would have been working with Aunt, original Ant Man and Reed Richards. Right, and Reed, so it feels just like and Kang. What, Kang is Reed's grandson, great grandson. Do you think they're going to do that, Jake? Yeah, but his his timeline starts in the future and goes farther past. It's not. It's not based around Steve. So I just feel like they're going to kind of take away from Robert Downey Jr. as we go forward and, and lessen the impact of Iron Man. And I will tell you this. Emotionally, Iron Man is the jump off for me. Oh, yeah. It's time to move on. I have other characters to build. I, I still think Matt's right that they're going to try to throw money at him to get him to be the AI for Ironheart. Wasn't that you good? guys? You, you talked about or, or did. I said that early, long. Yeah. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think Robert Downey Jr. will ever, ever, ever come back. And I say that. I I bet two more Dr. Doolittles in four more years, and they all. (laughs) You're probably right, dude. <laughs> he might be back. The world's going to suddenly be reinterested in Sherlock Holmes again, yeah, Robert, and yeah, Robert, he's just Robert, like billions of dollars. He's managed to make one character work his whole fucking life. I I got a weird feeling he might go back to that well. Uh, regardless, Kang doesn't appear until Ant Man and the Wasp. Well, unless he shows up in a post credit or something. It's he. It's, I mean, he's already here. In my mind, he's already. So we here. know that's we know that Tim and Loki 
I'm saying he says, I'll, you know, yeah. now there's a Kang in charge, now and be that's a, going to be addressed, introduced. Kang, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think Steve. No, I think. No, they're abandoning both of them. They don't have either one of them on contract. No. And Chris, they're done. Actually, yeah, they're both done. No. What I'm saying is, on a, on a, on a, I guess I was talking about if I can just like be really quick. I'm talking about on a emotional like look back at the first what is it three phases, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Captain America's art is more important than Iron Man's. I guess that's my counter. Uh, just. Kind of, kind of going back to what Jake was saying, he's like, "Fuck Captain America" or something like. But I think, I think the first three arcs are more about Captain America. And when you look at everything we watch, then Iron Man. It's really not about Tony Stark. It's about Steve Rogers yeah. going back. And then when you see him on the bench at the very end and he hands the, sh- the, the shield, not even the shield over to Falcon, but the, the freaking cinematic universe almost over to him. And that show didn't hit as it should have, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I think it was literally a cinematic gesture of I am the bearer of the first three seasons, the first three generations, whatever we we're going to call it. I don't know. It just feels like it turned from Tony Stark to Captain America to me. I'll, I'll mute the hell out of myself to hear you guys talk about it. But And then to Shang-Chi, he's going to carry the whole next <laughs> six phases. They're all going to be based around him, and he's going to be the emotional arc. He's going to be the AI. He's going to be the Time Lord. No. He's going to hang out with Rocket. He's going to be grouped. I think between having Chris and or uh, Hemsworth and fucking... Hiddleston on contract and Loki just being the major linchpin in the whole thing. It seems more like Thor is the important thing from the beginning. Also, well, how yeah. many movies he signed up for? That's yeah. a big thing with him. Because to me, I, I'm with you, Jake. Thor to me is he is like a he is their he's their James Bond, which yeah. is a weird thing to say, but he is their dude. They have to. He is the most popular, most physically attractive, most like universally selling, um, like. Most important, other than the Aether and the Mind Stone, everything came from fucking Asgard and his history uh, that had to do anything with anything in the first three phases. They were just setting up the aliens in off-Earth existence. Yeah, so he, he ties more into that explanation. And they have them available. And they have Hiddleston. Right. And I don't think Hiddleston's going to really want to continue to do big movies of Marvel. It sounded like when uh, they got Hemsworth to re-sign, it was Hiddleston that convinced Have you guys watched the the Loki? I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But the, whatever. Yeah, well, the making of Loki. Yeah whatever it's called. Um, those two are tight as shit. Yeah. They love working together and, and they just love like feeding off each other. So I think, I think Marvel, like, I think, he, I think um, he, Loki, the, the actor mentions at one point in that episode of the making of Loki, they were going to kill me off. I was dead as dead. And then, the fans and the first, uh, uh, what was it? What do you call it? The comic book festival that we went to pre-COVID. God, yeah, the first Comic-Con he went to. At the last minute, they were like, go out in character. Put the fucking suit on. And he went out there and he yelled as Loki. And he had the horns and the suit. And then Marvel literally at the, at brought him backstage and was like, we're not, we're rewriting everything. You are a phenomenon. So that's why Loki is still going right now. I love it because I love two things. 
Tom Hiddleston fucking rules as that character. Yep. And I, lo- I love the adaptation of Marvel. That they can see that a fan base loves this character at a Comic-Con. And, in, you know, we're going to kill him off, but they love it. So we can rewrite what we're going to do. We can change. We can change. We He's stupid. But they're literally in a room changing the time stream. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And they did that same service with uh, Agent Coulson. Yeah. At that time when S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, you mean? Yeah. yeah, but they were going to kill him off. And then the, after the Avengers, they decided, like, no, let's give this character some more things. And that was a cool move by the company. It all fell apart because of internal shit, but it was a cool well, move by the company. Well, I still can, I still contest that that show was great. Coulson's dying dream. I think that's a good way to frame it. I think they would have been smarter to have framed it that way instead of just wiping it from canon. You know, like, as he was dying, that whole scenario played out <laughs> in his head. That would have been a real, uh, or, or we just see him in a in a snow globe on an autistic kid's chest. Sure. <laughs> what was that show? I forget. It's the one that ties everything together. Oh, St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere. Yeah. The little kid with the St. Elsewhere first. That's X-Files, oh, St. Yeah. Where yeah. ER, what is everything's in that, right, Jeff? It was all he was autistic. He is something about him being, yeah, he was, oh, it was all imaginative. So, my thing is like, wait, wait, Jeff, Jeff, Jay, I get the gist of it. Oh, okay, what, what, what was the name of the show again? Saying elsewhere, saying elsewhere. The last episode was a kid with like a snow globe. And you wake up, he woke up, he comes out of a coma, and his whole entire thing when he was in the coma was what was going on in the hospital or something it was such a it was such a weird thing it was it was very seinfeld uh it was before seinfeld where they decided to just like put everyone in jail that's the reason that's the reason seinfeld ended that way he's become same elsewhere ended that way but yes yeah, so like, like everything that is in his universe is 24 90210 704 hauser adam 12 adam's family adventures of superman aftermath 419 no but it's it's fucking everything dude and it's like an in joke like the wilhelm scream that you can do things in your show that make it in universe that was like a yeah it's the beginning of the multiverse. Throw out in the old days. You know, now we we talk about how Marvel gives us post credit scenes and 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 different links, Easter eggs. Go ahead, man. They did good for him. The 1990s Flash was in that universe. John Wesley Ships. That 70s. Whoa, 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 whoa. In the Saint El Saint Elsewhere universe. Yep. So it's <laughs> all of Star Trek. Sure. What? So I got to hear about this. It's probably references to the tobacco company or a fake company that only exists in that. Most people don't realize the, the tentacles that St. Elsewhere has over. They're from freaking Watchmen. It's from the Starzo from the near. Oh, my God. I'm just getting so. My, ver- my verses are so conflicted right now. That's a good episode name. Conflicted verses. <laughs> oh my god, my dog's eating cat shit live on air. That's a terrible name for Yeah, it's bad. Come on, dog. I need cat shit. All right. Whoa, yeah. there's like a whole graph that shows you how. Dude, works. you're on the same worse. <laughs> you're in the. We're not even. So right now, the Berenstain Bears are real and the Berenstein Bears were real. Like, is that what's going on, Jake? No. I think what he's saying is, oh, saying elsewhere is the Kevin Bacon right. of, of film and TV production. Whoa, Becker's in the universe. Okay, Jake, I have to ask. That's so fucked up you said that. No, you said Becker. I want to bring up Dexter. There's a new entry. There's a new entry into the Berenstain, Berenstain. Jay, are you still here with us? Yes. You betcha. 
He's blown right. away. By are that. you are you in the, the mandala effect? You are you is that something you believe in? Are you a mandala effect guy? I am aware of its existence, but I just kind of float through life like a freaking balloon, dude. Nelson Mandela doesn't, doesn't play into most of my day to day. Well, not him. It doesn't matter about him. But is there anything in your life that, like, you remember this being that, like, wholeheartedly, like, 100% of your heart? Spelled this I way, called this way. This so, what did Vader say to Luke yeah, I, uh, in Empire? I, I'm, I've read many uh, listicle. Uh, okay. There's a new uh, one. There's a new uh, one right uh, now. Uh, things that one. Uh, all of those. All those fun ones. You know. So there's a new one on the list. So there's a new Dexter coming out. A revision of Dexter. I didn't actually finish Dexter. So I'm bringing this in up in a neutral, like you know, kind of realm right now. So I'm not in the Mandela. Mandela. I don't even know his name because I'm also hammered. Um, but there, at the end of Dexter, people specifically remember Dexter being outed as the killer, the whatever the lakeside, whatever the name of the killer in Dexter was that he is. People remember on the show him being out as certain characters saying, yes, this is him. It's Dexter. And then he goes away in the mountains. And then certain people are like, watch the show again. And it doesn't exist. He does not get ever outed. He's never outed as a person. And the show's coming back. So is this a internet trick on the mandala effect? You know, like making our brains try to like induce this effect? Or is it real? Like, is it, are we? Our brain is very susceptible. Uh, yeah, at this point, like, I don't remember even finishing Dexter. So I don't remember like if he was or wasn't. Like, I, I don't want to go back and watch it because what I'm going to go back and watch will obviously be whatever this universe we're in now is. You ever watch right? like, profiling stuff? He watches videos about profiling people all the time. Right. Who, me? Yeah. You're talking about me? No, no. No, the reason why I, I asked... Because my, sig my significant other does, not me. Well, but you, you learn a lot about how certain people are going to act. No, no, dude. I'm just telling you. It's about remembering how a show ends. How did the show end? It's like watching The Sopranos. And you're like, yeah, Tony, Tony Soprano was in a diner and they fucking... Something happened in the show ended. And you're like, no, Tony Soprano was in the back of a car in the show ended. That's the difference is the show's coming back. But so many people remember Dexter was totally known right. as being. Your brain the does so sometimes. Yeah. And so many people are like, no, no, no. It never was outed that he was that person. And people, I, I'm not going to go. I don't even fucking want to go watch the video right now because I don't want my brain to explode. And I never finished it in the first place. So if I'm going to subject myself to it for the first time, what lie am I subjecting myself to? I think the right? internet and social media have combined with with humanity's sort of innate urge to sort of like go with the flow of what's happening around them to completely and totally break everyone's brain and we're just watching are we creating our own reality or is reality being no, created for us i just read it he he like murders someone out of self-defense in the end of the season and then like right and fakes his own death but it's unambiguous it's, and it's, it's not about that it's about a certain characters and and toya i believe there's a Mon, Mon, Montoya. i remember that character he there's literally like certain lines that people put out that are like yeah, Dexter did this. We caught him or something. Um, I don't know. 
I, I'm, I shouldn't even brought it up, I guess. But um, it, it's another entry into the the, the fucking stream the of the building gaps. And either way, I'm not. Well, gonna it's it's it. our own multiverse. I guess I'm going back to talk about what Marvel is doing. They're just saying fuck it. All time streams touch. All things exist. You know, like every movie we've ever made, Nicolas Cage is going to be back as Ghost Rider. Fucking, you know, for six seconds, everything's going to exist. Wesley Snipes is Blade Runner still. Have you guys seen this movie with Nicolas Cage? Did I bring this up already? A movie called Pig? I've heard about that. I, 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 I watched the trailer for it, and I think it's, it's this guy who used to be a chef, like a big, big known chef. And then becomes a pig? Went into seclusion, lives in the woods, has a pig who's a truffle hunter. So he gets, like, the, the, the best truffles, and I think he makes – that's how he – provides for himself as he he forages watch that, dude. and trades them but someone steals his pig and it's very, i think it gets john wick because somebody fucks with it's his, a pig dude that's his that's his life the pig and it's i've heard about that movie and, and also best friend have you guys talked about the green knight everybody's talking about the green knight uh, I, I i saw a reference of it but i don't know what it is it's very horse and sword so i'm glad yes. mitch isn't here but it looks very horse and sword yes that's why i don't know about it because horse and sword you know are we all team not horses sword i'm team horse and sword oh so it's just jake and i uh can we talk about this with our guest jay you can talk about horses and or swords with your guest jay gillespie <laughs> jay gillespie at cougar nights uh live and direct every night i don't know what night guess. so i don't live in trinidad you guys are on trinidad you guys are in like this wonder zone it's like this beautiful utopia um i'm not allowed to like i can go down there but like God, I'm in the succubus family zone where I got to come back up. You guys are beautiful, though. Um, but Horse and Sword. Okay. Basically, uh, Jay, will you watch a movie that is based mostly on people riding horses and using swords, magical uh, swords, shields, uh, armor? Um, is that your? Is that is this something that like gets you going? I only got one rule when it comes to movies, baby. Titties. See, so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Jay on the pro horse and sword side because almost every horse and sword movie has one set of titties at least once, like the classic ones, the '80s ones. You know what I mean? And a lot of a lot of the ones from the future because I'm working at a multi yep. sort of uh, Tom Hiddleston situation here. Bill and Ted kind of thing. Bill and Ted is in the same universe as Schindler's List. People forget that it's called the it, I forget what the name of it is, but people forget it. They end schindler's list the way i remember it ending is that donnie schindler gets superpowers flies through the air kills hitler with his laser eyes and now people are telling me that it ended some kind of other way with some sort of red flower or some bullshit and, and i'm like who is nelson mandela what is going on here that's good i guess i've seen that movie it's called bill and tedler's list yes <laughs> I did watch the new Bill and Ted the other day. That's a good movie. Ah, I want to hit so I want to hit play so much. I haven't seen it. It's fine. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. As long as you pay zero dollars for it and get it from the Pirate Bay or wherever you want, it's just absolutely great. It's on Hulu now. That's one another way you get it free. Jay just 
old by M. Night Shyamalan. Is it out? Yeah, I saw it. I got a cam of it if you want it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, can, we, can we do a, can we do a beep, 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 Old, yeah. It's the new breaking, breaking review. We got a break. We got a, we got a on-site movie review. Uh, old M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, Jay Gillespie, go ahead. Just give us your instant review. I Right here. Three-minute review. It was so weird. Every single thing. Now, keep in mind. Are you a man? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was a fan of his first three movies, and then he made 10 garbage movies or something like that. So, I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. Um, Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's just get, let's just let Jay just flow on this. Indeed. So, there's, uh, keep in mind, I'm watching a cam from Russia. So, it goes out. Russian subtitles are going on, <laughs> and it keeps going out of focus. Now, I like to, uh, in my mind, M. Night Shyamalan is making these creative choices of the Russian subtitles and everything, but all of this is happening, and I honestly thought the twist was going to be that the entire movie was written and uh, starring... Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. What? No, nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was not good. It was not good. I'm, I'll put oh, it there. Oh, really? I don't. I, I'm, I'm so sorry I, inter- I interrupted. You were on like a surface wave. Did it have one big twist? It had a small twist. Did, okay. Did you like the one where they visited the grandparents? Um, I, I that was, was it like murderous grandparents? Isn't well, that old? It, no, no. It was uh, these two kids go to see their estranged grandmother. The mom stopped seeing uh, her parents. So How many I, fucking I, movies does this dude make that we don't that Zach Reiner doesn't write jokes about? I'm a little a like, bunch. He's got a bunch. Uh what, what was it? The visit. It's called the visit. Jesus, I've never heard of that. I and remember that. And yeah. these two kids go to see these grandparents, and like there's one where like the, the grandma's naked, like crawling through the hall or something. Jesus. I mean we're like some weird shit or uh, it happens under the house, no. and it turns out—I mean, I guess spoiler—it turns out that the well, I, I don't know—is that a dick thing to do? Get no, a spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. I mean, fuck! It's a movie no one has ever heard of. So it turns out that the these two people—they uh, escaped from a mental institution where the grandparents had worked, and they took over their lives. Oh, these I kids had never that. met their grandparents, so these were just two crazy old people. Yeah. Oh God. Who escaped from some fucked up mental hospital? Dang. <laughs> so who? So who's like? Who like? Is this going to be like going to people? Who, who's who's the last person who's going to give? No, wait, wait, wait. Who's the last person who's going to give M Night Shyamalan money to make a movie at this point? Like, I was kind of excited for Jay's review, and then I th- he wrote movies we've never heard of before. They were also equally awful as The Lady in the Water. I love that. So it's movie. just like, no, nah, that movie's garbage. I'm sorry, no, man. I will. I Jesus fucking that. Christ. I'm record to say I adore that movie more than many others. No, what it is, I really enjoy that movie. All know. right. We were, we were the broadcast geeks. I've been just all right. I'm just tired <laughs> of M. Night Shyamalan. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I like signs, signs. No, I like signs and I like the village. Unbreakable. After that, well, yeah, that was before. I'm saying like, I, I did like the Unbreakable. Was it, it's a fucking trilogy now, right? Black. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, those movies are dope, though. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Jay, have you watched the Shyamalan Glass trilogy? Nope, only saw Unbreakable. Didn't see Split, didn't see Glass. Uh, 
Uh, all right, dude. Didn't like it. Saw the village, and within five minutes, I'm like, I bet this is modern times. Uh, and then the one where the plants are attacking. Uh, the happening the happening I didn't see that one either with Donnie Wahlberg, right? Uh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> I never saw that one. That was one of the one that really killed his career, to be honest. Yeah, I was sad because I really did not like it at all. Uh, the trees. Or some shit. Yeah, I, I'm. A, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a. Uh, All right. I'm so, not a I, I like his movies. We need to get together in Trinidad with the four of us, or Nate. If Nate, please come down because that'd be really fucking cool. Yeah. And we should watch the Unbreakable trilogy all together on like mushrooms, DMT, fucking. <laughs> All of it. And then record our feelings after. Uh, and then we'll listen to this podcast and then disappear in the ether. Like, really? <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, no, seriously, we should watch all three of them together. Like, the trilogy, we have to do all the drugs. But, like, let's watch the movies. Did you like that? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, unbreakable fucking rules, dude. The first three movies he did were all uh, great. And that was the problem, is they were so good. Yeah. Uh, and then, as soon as he fell off, everyone was like, M. Night Shyamalan, the bullshit artist. Uh, what are the first three? Can I ask again? I think it was Signs, Unbreakable, and Sixth Sense. Those two, okay. of the front three, as I understood it. Yeah. And each Not one in of that order, but yeah. 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 Sixth Sense to me was garbage. Um, signs and Unbreakable fucking rule, though. Uh, wait, wait, did you say six cents was garbage? Garbage, dude. Like it was so predict unpredictable is what it should have been called. Like or or so predictable, not unpredictable. Dude, I could like I this is before the age of spoilers. Uh, yeah. And the first second I watched that movie is like, oh, Bruce Willis is a ghost. Like it was so obvious, dude. It was just like painfully obvious. Like he's uh-huh. dead. The whole time I watched it, I was like he's fucking dead. I got like dist- I-, I was apparently distracted enough for a while. Nah, dude, I I'm like, no, I'm done. Nah, That's how I experienced it. That I- nah, I hated that movie. It's so stupid and predictable. I don't even. To be honest with you guys, I only think of it as a launching point for the actor who ultimately like became like Macaulay Culkin or whatever he is. Uh, no, the who's the kid? Haley Joel um, oh, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, man. Like that. I just remember that movie is it being his like um fucking just like young kid movie. I feel bad for him. Like, although he redeemed himself in what was he in? The Boys? Was he in The Boys? No. No. Yeah. No, wasn't he? He was in Tusk. He was Kevin Smith. Nah, he was he was in one of the the new superhero movie shows and he gets his ass crushed early. What other movie was he in? He plays a character in a new superhero show and I was I just loved him for being in it. Um I thought it was the voice. Yeah. No, this is modern, I'm saying. No, but we're we're asking about what what Six were other movies? Oh bad for him. He was already No, fat. that was his launch, dude. No, that's when he became a leading man as a nine-year-old, which was a big deal. But he was already famous. He was famous from Pizza Hut commercial, and the lady who found him's famous. But that's when he, he was, got real famous. But he, he was, started dating Julia Roberts. It's not Jurassic Park. <laughs> what is it? It's from, Whoa, really? Is that like some? Did he bang Julia Roberts? He took her to the premiere of Six Sense, and then they had two kids. She had twins from Haley Joel Osment nine months after the premiere. That's six cents. Nobody talks about it. Because he was only 10. Nobody talks about it. Dude, mind chat, bro. Wait, 
ways to cancel culture on Julia Roberts. Oh my goodness. It's, it's Don't talk time. about her like you you just got her whole podcast shut down, Jay. <laughs> Don't bring her name up and say you can't he's say he's Forrest cancel culture, Forrest Julia Trump. Roberts on this podcast, dude. He's Forrest's son and Forrest. Ah, oh, dude. Her lord. Oh wait, my phone just blew up. You know that movie that made way more money than the six fuck. Eric Roberts just hit me up on Twitter. Holy fuck. Julia's brother? Yeah, dude. He's mad at Jay right now. He was in Best of the Best, right? Yeah, dude. He's like coming him. in. Do you like Kung Fu? No, I hate that too. And Western. Whoa, 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 whoa. You heard it here. Do we get into it? All I watch Trinidad is Trinidad favorite hates Western. Why? Can I just ask you? What, 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 why do you hate Westerns? I don't know, man. Never, never found one that satisfies me the way that so you ever seen all right down under movies or books you ever like when you were a kid you ever read like louis l'amour like fucking like no 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 just the star the original star wars universe and then they went and they canceled that universe on me and i'll never trust a universe again what do you mean what do you what do you miss jay i want to you jay brought it up i miss so he's talking about things that are non-canon anymore what they call the classic universe or the extended universe. I miss Mary Jane. I miss so many things about it, okay? Baby boy, she's coming, though. She's coming. She's going to be here. She's... she's and, and, and she's, she, I'm sure she'll be just fine. I enjoy the Disney universe of Star Wars. It's very, very enjoyable to me. Um, I, for every single movie. And, and I, I'm not mad at the new universe. I had just spent so much time learning so many obscure bits of minutia about the old Star Wars universe and they scrapped it. And so now I'm back to reading books and trying to learn what's going on in the new universe. And I don't have time. Well, I don't understand. You're 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 basically only letting go of things that you thought were once canon that are no longer. You don't have to self. Okay, Marvel. Jake is a comic book seller. We know that. Um, yeah, there's some new, very like, dude, the, the squeeze of the timeline on that new stuff that is canon is so new. You don't have to remember it. Let go of all you used to know. I feel like Yoda. And just like, it's all about the cartoons, the movies, and everything that's accessible, which sucks that people have to spend their entire life reading comics and books and fucking, you know, <laughs> all this shit. And then have to give it up. But, like, it's easy to get caught up with what is canon. Like, that's not, like, an unattainable thing for people. Do you watch the, the cartoon? Yeah. Do you watch Bad Bash? Bad Bash? I haven't watched it yet. Clone Wars. Last season of Clone Wars. Dude. Like, uh, Rebels. Um, dude, this shit is all so important. I've seen all those things you just said. I'm perfectly content with Disney's take on the Star Wars universe. I can okay. mourn the loss of another universe that was it's, scrapped. That it's I not, know. it does not not exist anymore. Because Disney is very, very, very careful how they do everything. Oh. So everything, every, okay, so, uh, who's the blue face dude? My little buzz. Yeah, Grand Admiral Tarkin. No, 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 he's going to be, he's going to be camera. He's going to be canon. Know. You know, so a lot of these things that that people who were on the I can't I can't remember what they call it right now you the old lore or whatever it is um, it will be brought in. It's going to be slowly brought in, but it's going to take time. 
Um, the legend, yeah, legend, legends. Um, it's gonna take time because they sit and they choose. That would be the greatest job to me. If if I could do anything in the world, it would be to sit in that goddamn room. Called in legends. I mean, I don't. I, they for sure weren't Ray. No, it was like Jason, mm-hmm. like J A C Y N. Almost like it was like made non conical, right? And that they're not just using things, but maybe just basic ideas. Well, they. I mean, that whole thing they scrapped the whole. Dude, they're deciding. It's like everything's in a black hole that is spinning around and, th- and there's this like powerful hand that can reach in and grab thoughts and ideas and concepts, pull them back out and just be like, we can make this cannon. We can make this fit in to this puzzle piece here and there and this and that. Um, so this is going to be a ton of shit, man. And they've been doing this the whole time. When George Lucas made the prequels, he put characters in for glimpses and seconds that were from video games and from the lore, you know, that we talked about, the Legends universe that you'll never see again. So it's always been going on. Easter eggs. I mean, I, can I say that? Can I ask this question? You can ask any question. Uh, did Easter eggs begin before Star Wars? Yeah. In what, in what concept? What universe? Like what... James Bond, maybe like what? After they took Jesus down off the cross, he rose back up. <laughs> this is very true. The, the original Easter egg. Like <laughs> I mean, in 1966, they were doing it in Batman, so that's that's only 11 years beforehand. In the theater. In the Batman movie has Easter eggs to the old Batman comics and all the Batman stuff. So that's what okay. an Easter egg is. It's a reference to something that's not mentioned within. Oh no! But I'm just saying, like, did Star Wars really like make the Easter eggs? Like, who who made the Easter eggs? Like, who put that like concept of like bearing things, visual quantifiers that you're gonna reference back to other things that you've seen, things you've read, things you've I think you know, as a kid or an adult design. or as a teenager. I think if it's put by design, that's really where it becomes. You yeah, whereas like just accidentally doing it the way George Lucas did most of the early stuff isn't really Easter egg. The only time that he could have been doing Easter eggs would have been in the prequels when he could have referenced things that. Well, that's what I'm. No, that's what I mean. That's what yeah, I'm saying. The, the, the prequels. The yeah. All the Batman animated series, the Flash TV show from 1990, Lois and Superman. I never watched Okay, so comic books. Well, comic books are lore. They're not really Easter eggs. They're all lore. TV shows and movies, Jeff. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's a continuation of a lore. A movie it's not, script. It's, okay. it's just writing. But they so have- I'm, spinning, I'm spinning off into a topic I probably shouldn't be. Yeah, but all those things had Easter eggs and had solidified it as a thing and a usable way of conveying ideas way before Lucas was doing it. But what? So when could it have actually gotten done before the seventies? Disney's been hiding Mickey Mouse things in everything they build since the sixties. Those are Easter eggs. Who the, it, would, it would have been early filmmakers to have done it. People that the Wilhelm had. scream is probably the first Easter egg that they all use that same audio track in all their films as an inside joke, but it unified them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a reference to an earlier Western movie. We like that kind of shit. Solo or 120 Days in Sodom has a bunch of Easter egg references to Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You just have to. So just watch Solo. Um, about 25 times and you'll start to see all the references. It's, uh, it's a really great experience. But yeah, Saint, we just looked it up. St. Elsewhere ended in 19... They solo the... With, when, when, it connects 419 shows. 
Sala. Solo. Solo. Oh, not not solo. It's like I don't want to see the like extra footage from Han Solo and Chewbacca in the pit together in the mud pit. Like I enjoyed that. Part. I don't need an extra two hours of like that. Kenneth Branagh being in that. No. Do you think Solo will will get credit later on for being? It's top five. It's one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. I love it. I, the Star Wars universe, I am very familiar with. Okay. You know, like, that, the part of it is because I want to know as much about it as I can. As I I want to live in it, Jay. Like, I want to fucking leave this, this plane and be there. So good, yeah. We keep going, Jay. Keep going. I'm gonna. Inter- I interject a lot, but I don't keep going. What's your thought? Oh, I don't. I I, for, I forget. Uh, well, you're I'm sorry. You're, you're all- I'm, I do that. I'm gonna, dude. I crush things. I just jump in front of people when they talk. You were on a projectory up a Star Wars projectory that I really wanted to hear. Well, so you were just love. So, so Jeff. So what we were saying is, uh, Solo. I was talking about Solo that I really enjoyed Solo. And he was saying that he just wants to know as much as he can about the Star Wars universe. Well, I just so, love the, the time gap filling. Well, let him talk. Well, I enjoyed, I mean, like I said, everything Disney has done in the Star Wars universe, I have enjoyed. Some more than others. But when you sort of put the, you know, the top of the, the food chain of Star Wars is, you know, Empire Strikes Back or Jedi, depending on how you feel about it. And if the bottom is the first two prequels, give or take, um, you know, that's sort of your your spectrum. And everything Disney has done for me has been on the positive side of it. Fair. And so I'm completely cool with the entire them taking it over. They're like, we're going to we're going to pound it out. Bunch of shows, bunch of movies, bunch of books. And I'm completely cool with all that. I just mourn for the rest of it. So sure, they'll bring a bunch of them back. But I think they're good. Mandalorian. Obviously phenomenal. So you know? good. So good. Yeah, they're doing a really good job. Yep. I mean, I personally didn't love the prequels, but I enjoy everything that I've seen Star Wars, you know? Me too. Everything. Rogue One. Sure. It was wonderful. And the prequels have grown on me because I've forced them to. I I watch a lot of riff tracks, which is Mystery Science Theater 3000, guys. And so I I watch the, the prequels with the riff tracks on all the time. And at this point, I've seen each of those movies, albeit with riff tracks, but you still get the whole sure. movie as well, 30 times. And now I'm like, whatever, classics. You know, it's like, yeah, I remember when they came out, and now I've seen it 30 times, and I love it, and I don't care about all the garbage. And when he goes, I'm a person, and my name is Anakin, I'm just like, oh, oh, kid, you're trying your best. You know, it's like <laughs> anything. You watch something enough times with with fondness, because I was never mad at them. I was just like, I didn't just enjoy it. Yeah, but now I've seen it 30 times and I'm like, whatever, they're great. I love it. We watched it. There are only two good Star Wars movies, like to be real. If you're being real, what are the two good Star Wars? Fucking four and five. That's it. New Hope and Empire? Yeah, that's it. They're the only good movies. The rest of them are garbage. (laughs) They're all garbage. The things that make Star Wars great are the cartoons and the comic books and the fucking merch and the fucking toys and the shit. You know what I mean? I will say this. I do. I really like The Force Awakens. I'm not going to be. I love what it did to. uh, I literally made The Force Awakens made people spend money uh, on toys and merch. Um, but again, I don't think that movie's that bad, man. That fucking moment where fucking Kylo Ren, like, 
freezes the the ray at the beginning of the movie and dude the force awakens is a pretty goddamn good movie made me excited but 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 to go back what i was saying there's only two good star wars movies dude (laughs) return of the jedi was trash they're all the 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 prequels are really bad movies i disagree dude we love them because we love the lore we love the lore we want to live in the universe I, I, the cartoons are our rules. That is where the real Star Wars beef is. Hey, like the meat on the bone. You're talking about um, Rebels, Clone Wars, last season of Clone Wars, uh, uh, Bad Batch, all that shit, dude. The so stuff that, that ties in yeah. the, the little minutiae, the, the, the years between the movies that, that and Mandalorian as a show, that's the stuff that rules right now. Yeah. That's the stuff. What you're talking slow it down. I wanted to end it on was the problem with the Star Wars universe, and I hate to say it like that, is the Skywalker, the the bloodline. That's what taint all those movies. How so? Because they made the prequels to revolve around, you know, obviously they had to, but making Skywalker like the the immaculate conception and just using mentally terrible actors, terrible, terrible people. The Skywalkers are terrible people. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I agree. I think it's that they just took a turn. It was it was one thing, and then they they made it another, and then they made it another in eight, and then they made it another in nine. But but all in all, I'll I'll watch any any garbage that Lucasfilm wants to feed me. I will eat it, and I don't care. Uh, I'll read your books. I'll read your young adult novels. I'll watch your <laughs> cartoons. I will see what Roku's doing. We're that's gonna, why we're it's gonna... so great. They do other other places, other people. I think it's wonderful. I love it, Star Wars. Well, we should end it like that. We'll go out on a high note. Uh, and with that? With that, we say Excelsior! Excelsior.